Welcome to Revolutionary War Rarities, the podcast of the Sons of the American Revolution. Make sure you subscribe to us in your favorite podcast program so you can be informed of new episodes. For educational resources related to the American Revolution, visit education.sar.org. To learn more about our podcast, visit fastfunhistory.com. And now, Revolutionary War Rarities. Tiberius Gracchus, Season 2, Episode 6. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Revolutionary War Rarities. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Maple. Jim, most people understand that Thomas Jefferson wrote the bulk of the Declaration of Independence, and some of those people understand that there was actually a committee of five founding fathers who jointly wrote the Declaration and then presented it to the Second Continental Congress for approval and for signatures. So because Thomas Jefferson has been singled out as the most critical contributor to the text of the Declaration of Independence, many people also just assume that the original Declaration, which is on display in the National Archives to this day, is in Thomas Jefferson's handwriting. But the original Declaration of Independence, although created by Thomas Jefferson in the Committee of Five, Thomas Jefferson did not actually write the Declaration on that paper. But do you know whose handwriting it is? Jim, it turns out that the handwriting in the original Declaration of Independence still housed in the National Archives in Washington, D.C. is from a gentleman named Timothy Matlack. Timothy Matlack was born in New Jersey, spent time in debtor's prison on two different occasions, then opened his own brewery where he brewed and sold beer very near Independence Hall in Philadelphia. He was active in horse racing, cockfighting, and spent a lot of time in taverns. <laughs> so as you can tell, Timothy Matlack was a rather rough and tumble man. His most infamous cockfighting event occurred on March the 6th, 1770 in Philadelphia. This event ended in a massive brawl. As Matlack's political activities increased over the years, that particular event was brought to light frequently by his political opponents. And it just so happens that that particular event occurred on the day after the Boston Massacre. His cockfighting event was against James DeLancey from New York. James DeLancey was the Chief Justice, Lieutenant Governor, and Governor of the province of New York. Now, because of his excellent penmanship, Timothy Matlack was hired by the Second Continental Congress to be the official clerk. In this position, Timothy Matlack appended George Washington's formal commission to be a general and commander-in-chief of the Army of the United Colonies. And, of course, more famously, he was the person who penned the Declaration of Independence. And all of the words of the Declaration are rightfully attributed to Thomas Jefferson and the Committee of Five. Timothy Matlack added dramatic flair with his penmanship, which helped to garner the attention which that document so rightly deserved. Matlack was one of the drafters of the Pennsylvania Constitution of 1776 and defended it against naysayers Benjamin Rush, James Wilson, and John Dickinson, who were also fellow founding fathers. Now, it turns out that Matlack led an investigation into Benedict Arnold, who at that time was serving as the commandant of Philadelphia. Ultimately, Arnold was charged with 13 counts of misbehavior. 
This included misusing government wagons and illegally buying and selling goods. Although his notorious betrayal was still many months away, Arnold's resentment over this order and the perceived mistreatment by the American army would fuel his decision to give away West Point to the British. So again, we see that there are many, many little-known names that contributed significantly to the freedoms that we now possess. And Timothy Matlack's work went further. As a member of the Supreme Executive Council of Pennsylvania, Timothy Matlack worked with George Bryan, Thomas Paine, Charles Wilson Peale, and Anthony Benezet to win passage of the bill for the gradual abolition of slavery within Pennsylvania. And although this bill did not immediately eliminate slavery, the children of slaves would serve for a period as indentured servants and then become free. And their children, or the grandchildren of the slaves, would be born free. Jim, the story of Matlack continues. He participated in the Battle of Princeton, which was shortly after Trenton. He spent several times in prison, two times in debtor's prison, and once on charges brought against him by his political opponents. He was an elector of, for Thomas Jefferson, got into public fistfights against an adversary named Whitehead Humphreys, was a friend to Thomas Jefferson, wrote articles in newspapers under the pseudonym Tiberius Gracchus, and was visited by the Marquis de Lafayette in 1825 in his home. And so it goes, Timothy Matlack, a name we should all know and remember, one whose name was almost scrubbed from history by his opponents, but whose ultimate accomplishments could not be ignored. A rough and tumble guy who on the downside spent too much time in taverns and on the up spent much time in the service of his country. He lived to the ripe old age of 93 and was one of the founding fathers who was able to experience the 50th anniversary of our great nation. And that, my friends, is a Revolutionary War rarity. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Jim Michaels, and we thank you for joining us today, and please be sure to join us for the next episode of Revolutionary War Rarities. This has been a production of the National Society, Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.